Are we live yet? Right. Dude, we have we 39. Are we are live have... now. We are live now. Welcome to the Bro Show Live. And it is episode number... What's 63. It? Number 63. Well, there you go. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you for being here. Chat's been hype. They were counting it down. They're like five minutes to go, know, two minutes to go. We got, 30, really, really got 39 people that. chilling with us. I'm really glad to see everybody back again. And uh, let's get fucking high and talk about cannabis. Let's roll around the horn real quick and do some intros and we'll get to it. Dan, where can everyone find you, sir? Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for showing up, you guys. Uh, Dickman Dan, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me here at the Bro Show and we'll keep you posted on the Waking Bake. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Spartan Grown. Where can everyone find you, sir? I mean, right here at the Michigan Bros Rose Show, where they can find me on Instagram, Spartan Grown. Um, just want to shout out Chad. It's fucking going so fast, it's super distracting to me right now. But uh, yeah, just a home grower here in Michigan. Uh, I grow organically, or at work, we grow synthetically in cocoa. But I'm already super high from the two hours of smoking before this. Perfect. Shout out to growing with my fellow growers and the crew over there. I can't believe I saw you yesterday, Spartan, and forgot to give you that camera. Uh, I've got a camera for you. That's the infamous camera. Total stoner moment. Everybody, everybody totally. sees enough of me. We want to see you in high right depth, baby. <laughs> I want to make sure you don't you have see the nose hairs. I want yeah. to see 8K sequence. That's what I want. <laughs> 8K. Yikes. Yikes. All right. Red. Where can everyone find you, Red? Going on, everybody. Find me on Instagram at Red Star Farm. You can find me here on the Michigan Bros Grow Show and on the late session Monday nights with Scobo at 11 p.m. Uh, what's happening? I have one last little nugget left of this awesome eighth that I picked up from New Standard in Hazel Park. Uh, this was grown by True North Collective. It's GMO, and it is funky and has been rocking my roll. Man, I plowed through this eighth. It was really hard to keep this one last nug sitting around for the show. But I did it, and I managed, and I'm going to smoke it right now in front of you guys. Your mic, your mic sounds like you have some extra reverb or something, right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. How about now? How about now? How about now? We You'll better. figure it out. There we go. It's, it's a little it's, better. Uh, check, check, a, check, 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 check a roo. All better, all better. There we go. There's a high chance that that's the same exact cut of GMO we run at Mincanco Red because uh, they're good friends with ours. Well, New Standard has both Mincanico and them, right? Yeah, uh, they, they run were, all our concentrate. Six like, on Han Solo burger. Uh, we had to get it packaged up, and uh, oh yeah, uh, I actually got a chance to get my hands on some Han Solo burger. Maybe we talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, man, they uh, New Standard definitely has their hands on on uh, Mitten Canico products. They have Go a really, really good deal with them, and it's working out really nice. Fire products, man. Unfortunately, working back there with the mask on, I didn't get a chance to really like smell <laughs> too much of the product, and it's kind of like a homogenized blend of bags on bags on bags yeah. on bags but you know i mean you got Little the total of uh, han solo burger right there and yeah man we're throwing throwing tags on them and putting them into eighths right there on the spot so had my hands in those big old uh bulk mint mechanical bags that you get to see on um, mcc's instagram page there i had a chance to pop those into individually packaged <laughs> uh eighths just like this oh yeah that's dope oh yeah man it's a small world it is yeah, yeah True North. Man. True North gets all of our trim too, so they all of uh, they make concentrates out of that. So 
Was that five star? I've seen him working five with star, uh, yeah. True North. Yeah, looks yeah. like fucking awesome products that they put out. Really yeah, cool I know who and everything. I want to know who's. Yeah, I was gonna say I want to know who's taking the damn pictures. That's what I want to know. Sweet. Damn I love to swipe when you're on, still on the same dabber. Yeah. yeah. Those are juicy shots. Love this. <laughs> Thank you, Red, for being here. And then you Same heard the voice of you. Mr. Yeti Stash. Yeti, where can everyone find you, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, you can find me here on the Bro Show. You could also find me on Instagram uh, at Yeti Stash. Thank you for having me again. What's up to everybody? What's up, chat? What's up? What's up? We were talking about some of our uh, trials and tribulations of the outdoor again, of course, current events and uh, growing in Michigan. Um, we're talking both about harvest and making hash. Uh, how has everyone's harvest experience been? Does everyone still have plants hanging or not hanging, but growing? I have all mine on the ground still. Mine are still growing. They look great. They look amazing. They got all frosted up the other night. I mean, it would only frost, it would only frost from, uh, really dip below 32 for me just before uh, sunrise. So, I mean, they got like maybe an hour, maybe two hours worth of frost. I mean, yeah, my grass got it and everything. Plants had it on them. No adverse effects. I mean, maybe it slowed down the growth, but they're ready to pull anyway. So if it'll right. slow down the ripening, I'm happy with it. Cool them down, maybe uh, accelerate some resin production. I'm happy with that. I'm okay with it. There's no I know you always like letting yours sure. go a long way, a long time. I know last yeah. year you had <laughs> snow on plants and Oh yeah, 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 especially with the grape ape. I want that one to go nice and fade fade out good and purple. Um it it's a naturally fading plant. You don't have any seed plants this year, do you? Like I don't have year? any seed plants, but it looks like maybe my neighbor or somebody else does because I would definitely have some pregnant plants. I can see them. Oof. They're not Oof. loaded, you know, it's not loaded with seeds, but I can definitely see seeds poking out. There's a couple, there's at least one or two on every, you know, main cola. Roger. Uh, we trimmed oh, a plant shame, and we did not have very many seeds. We did have a couple, um, as you might expect from any outdoor plant or whatever, but uh, not very many at all, thank thankfully. But we're way secluded, so um, that probably helps with that. Red, I wonder if you have any CBD farmers in the area. Oh, it's, it's incredibly highly possible, man. I'm down in, uh, I'm in, I'm in the farmer belt you know the whole bottom end of michigan is pretty much farmland and i'm definitely down in that farmer belt um i know for a fact that my neighbor my other neighbor and like three three other houses just around me all grow um so i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt you know some uh poor practices or maybe novice practices going out there maybe somebody's wanting to breed i know i know buddies in my township that are breeding outside i bred outside um, I wouldn't put it past anybody else trying to uh, make right. some seed out there as well. So, or definitely, like you said, novice growers with the new rec legalization and stuff. Right, just having a couple, you know, having their dozen plants out there, handful of males, or just one of them's a male, one of them's a herm, whatever. Right. I still think it's a little more difficult to. I I've, I haven't had anything um, uh, swap sex on me outside. Even stuff that has hermed on me inside, I pulled it outside and it kind of finished off right. That's another observation that I've made too. Um, we're growing a strain in our greenhouse that's known known for uh, herming sometimes, but um, 
I was telling Fresh Cut not to worry quite as much because I've never actually seen him herm outdoors, just in inside. I was yeah. wondering, anyone else have any experience yeah. with that? It's not odd because you would think they'd be like exposed to way more stressors outside, like mood right. swings with the weather and like just the light fat, like the light cycle is not ideal. Like it's not like perfectly dark and it's almost like they just like get used to all that shit outside and they're just like, whatever. We'll just do it. Yeah. I mean, it's done it like that for 8,000 years previously. I think it's right, pretty much right. bucket set, man. So why are they so like finicky inside? Because like we give them such ideal. Because like, that shit's unnatural. That's it. Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I when you're cutting it straight yeah, to twelve, twelve, I guess like. So, so are you saying inside we should poke some holes in our tents to make our plants more herm proof? Uh, I don't I know mean, if I would go that far, but you know what, science. Maybe dialing back the cutting the light cycle, like going like. Well, think about it. If you stay if you stay stuck 15, at twelve 14. the whole time, what day are you stuck on for the fucking whole cycle? You know what I mean? Figure out what day is twelve twelve. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. that you would adjust it as you go along, and you would also get some energy savings. But we're not trying to September do all that much first. Thank you, Red Setter Farm, for that. Uh, what is that? The autumnal equinox? Is that what that is? Yes, it is. Indeed. Man, yeah. like a plus today. You need a sticker. Chat figured out that they have new emojis. Uh oh, what we got? There's an alien. Is that that's the Red Setter Farm alien? There's a Spartan. There's a looks like a game controller. That's the old me doing the laugh. The on one there, that uh, so, yeah. abolished always gets me with. Yep, Skillboy's laugh shit. on there. Mm -hmm. The new member emojis. Have fun with those. That sunflower, a new memory emoji. What's that one? Yeah, it is. It is. That's dope. That one's probably there. Red with the enthusiasm. Whoever did the sunflower, I thank you. I okay. believe I'm sure that Abolish added all of those. So we never did finish the uh, introductions. I think you left my man Dan out in the blustery cold, didn't they, Dan? Dan no, the man. I was the first. You were the first one? Okay, the only person I left out was one. you and me. I'm, well, we never do anyway, though. So yeah. Give a shit. What the fuck? It's all don't good. be spotlighting me. Roll a joint and get off my ass, would you? I'm already on it, man. I'm already so, on it. He says. So before the show, I was I was up, I was stunking up the on that stand, uh, man. The last week, and so I threw the blueberry sunset. I took three of those beans. Those are fem beans from Ethos. I got those from Sequence. Toss those in a cup of water. And I had four seeds of the HSO Blue Dream that I got from Jack Greenstock. I threw those in the water. And it came back after 12 hours. And the Blueberry Sunset all had tails, but the uh, Blue Dream does not yet. So I said, you know, here's the thing. One of those seeds are old and one of those seeds are new. And so <clears throat> I asked the hypothetical question. I said, so what should a new grower do? Since this is something that's coming up. So we kind of threw it around the circle here as to what things you can do. And I try to keep talking the whole time so Sequence can get that first good dab in that he needs to get the show going. So. You can stop whatever. I just put a giant rock on there from this Cushman's. Uh, Shout out to Dab Smith on that one. Yeah, Dab Smith. Diamonds and Sauce. It was a huge one, though. I'm going to be useless for the rest of the show. That's all good. But it's your fault, so now you get to deal with it. 
this one, I apologize. In my head, I feel like I can't keep up with it. When I'm worried about seeds dudding out, I'm always like thinking it's like bacteria driven. Like it must have some like weird growth on it, or like. And I've heard friends like messing with a tiny bit of like peroxide in the water just to like try to minimize that and having great like results with seeds popping, which I haven't done personally yet. But okay. what do you think about the 2020 seed cracker? You've seen that? Man, what's that all about? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I don't have it yet. I got to order it, but uh, it actually, yeah, it's like a, it's like two blocks with grooves in it. And then the top, size grooves, mind yeah, together. They're size, size grooves. So the top piece has the like the male end to fit into the groove. And you put your seed in the groove, and then you put that male end on top, and it's like a screw. And you just screw it a couple screws and screw it as it'll tighten down onto the seed and you just wait till it cracks. Yeah. Because really what activates a seed to sprout is when water penetrates into the inside. So if you crack it, water can penetrate into the into the inside as long as you still have like the enzymes and all that shit inside. It should help. I heard a lot of good things. So I haven't tried it myself. Oh, so that's that one caveat. I haven't tried it. But I've heard cool. good and it's got I mean, three I used to yeah, it's got three grooves for three different sizes. Yeah. And it's cheap down. too. I was I was curious about it. It's so. like ten dollars or something. Yeah, right? it's like I mean, yeah, throw your money in it, why not? Uh just I wouldn't put a two hundred and fifty dollar seat in it. I was hoping yeah. before stuff went down i was hoping to catch him at a trade show and just buy one cash but i just so there's another brand that was uh it's by woodshed um and i can't remember what his is called but it's i've seen um the dude from riot seeds yeah it's the seed cracker thank you thanks always saving me see you aren't worthless but that his is uh it's all metal mm -hmm. it's like a machine you screw it down you can also take a pair of a bit more expensive you can take a pair of like linesman pliers or needle nose pliers or whatever, and you can just gently crack it, or you can put it between your fingers and just, you know, get it right where the two you. bones are and just give her a crack yourself. Um, Sequence also has mentioned before using the sandpaper method inside of like a matchbox to rough those up. I think that's probably the same yeah. reasoning again. Yeah, the scuffing tech or like a nail file is what I used to do. Yeah. Like gently, gently with a nail file, give it a good scuff. And it just helps the, the water get in, basically. We call that scarification. Hey, now, Spartan, with the real terms. There's a lot of methods of doing the same thing. It's just getting the plants use a little bit less energy to crack that hole open, especially if it's an old seed, because um, as everyone knows, the old seeds are a little bit harder to pop. So, the chat's giving us some good ideas. That's what I'm trying to say, too. To do it. Yeah. Exactly. Zach Fez in chess says you can use small scissors to crack seeds. Man, I don't know if I trust that. I can just see that seed flying. Yeah, <laughs> in the carpet. Wait a minute. And that's when we have our honorary. <laughs> Baby, come back. Unplug <laughs> yeah. um, says that he's seen, or they've seen people do it with their teeth, which I've also seen. I believe that's abolished. He, he taught Miss C to do that. Put the seeds in her mouth, not to crack them, but to yeah, get like, the enzymes <clears throat> on there. Brugal way. So is anybody okay? Go ahead. Yeah. I was say I learned an interesting thing uh, this week. That Mac is so good. Um, it just totally stopped me in my tracks. What was I saying? Oh, so you know, uh, people are talking about playing playing around with grafting plants 
like several plants onto one oh, yeah, to man. make to make a one plant mother plant. Well, I guess there's been white papers out for some time now on other plants, but uh, when you do grafting like that, there's actually DNA transfer amongst the plants. So does anybody screwing around with grafting just know that you might be changing those cuts that you're grafting together. They kind of mix together a little bit. There's some DNA changing there. So just be aware of that. So if I continue to grow it out, I could make a new strain. Somebody's got to ask the dumb questions, guys. I think the uh, the way I took it, and it wasn't like really specific, but the way I kind of took it in my own mind was like, it's almost like a homogenous thing. Like they all kind of share their own kind of thing and it becomes a hom homogenous, like yeah. they all become closer to each other kind of a thing. It could right. be kind of neat. Like if you're not interested in pollinating to breed any plants, but you're interested in sort of mixing them together, maybe you could try to graft them together. Are we going to call that the uh, Frankenstein or the Spartanstein? What are we going to do? That's a neat idea. A little bit less dangerous of a way to try to breed two plants, but they're okay. not really bred together. Yeah, and as you add to it, it's just adding more genetics to the pool. And just, I don't know. I would be afraid to fuck with shit like that. That's really cool, though. Say you just got to graft a branch on and then graft another branch of the mother plant back onto it so that it's got to flip back and forth, and then the genetics should be totally homogenized by that. When you say that grafting, I'm thinking Hashtag of the, grow science. all the different cuts <laughs> that you see in the books. Have you ever seen like a book where it talks about grafting and there's all the different kinds of cuts that you can make to make the two pieces go together? Little puzzle pieces. Yeah, man. You get that. It's a good tool that uh, Apple growers use for that. It's a great tool. Yeah, there's a tool for it. That was the key cut. But does it, it actually cuts it through? That's yeah, it's yeah, like a male and like female a, side. It's a key cut. It's like shaped yeah. weird like a key key yeah. lock and it actually cuts it like that so you get the top stock and then the bottom stock's already cut that way and then you just take the top stock and put it on the bottom stock root stock root stock is just seed whatever seed you have and then the top stock is your um the top stock is your um mother stock apples it's really common for the root stock to be crab apples because they root really well and then they'll put then they've been grafted on them yeah they graft other tops onto them quickly does anybody know how many different varieties of apples there are are there more apples than cannabis strains uh, probably it's not close. that it's, but the, yeah there's a lot there's only one that counts and it's macintosh <laughs> pc hey, you don't like them pink ladies man google says there's 75 or 7500 varieties of apples how many uh strains of cannabis are there Somebody told us before we somebody Googled the show. I think they said like thirteen or thirty-two thousand or some wild number like that. But when I had quoted it for the show, I was going back to using uh, Strain Wizard, and um, fucking they had said like five thousand or something at the time. Damn, what's the name of that site? I was thinking of it's got Strain Wizard on it like that. Um, if you have a pack of beans that you get and you want to look it up, you type it in. It's this one site. They'll have like all the pictures and all that shit. No, it's not Leafly. It's um, you think a strain finder? Thank you, strain finder. See, he's not worthless, guys. I'm telling you, I can't you, find any useful oh, place of uh, how man. many cannabis strains there are. Go look at uh, uh, go look at strain finder. Strain finder will tell you how many they got logs. Abolished. If you're listening, the next Gilbo shirt on the back has got to have a quote, and it says, "See, folks, he's not worthless. <laughs> not worthless. That's an awesome point out there, Gilbo. Yeah, he, yeah." <laughs> Like Confucius say, we'll say Skilbo say. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Highly enlightened man you are. <laughs> some stuff some stuff says seven hundred and some stuff says two to three thousand, so who knows? Well then you have to realize that there's other combinations. Well there's more apples. Exactly. But people don't get yeah, as excited more about this. Both of those numbers for sure. Yeah. Honeycrisp are good. Together. Macintosh. Cookie crisp. Did you say Honeycrisp honey apples. Honeycombs. We want honeycombs. It's always got the munchies. You know, the honeycombs that were we had back in the 80s aren't the honeycombs of today. No, my friend, they are not. No. It took the asbestos out, Dan. I think that's well, what it I is. I like that fucking asbestos. Grab <laughs> your plate somehow, I think. You made your shit neon green, man. <laughs> Chad knows, Chad knows what's up. Old Chad. Older Chad. I just want to say cheers. We have 145 people listening to this nonsense. So we're going to try to bring it back around to the topic at hand. We were talking about what you could do with seeds and not just grow them out, obviously. But uh, I had mentioned that I had some that did and some that didn't start yet. So I wanted to ask them how they feel about adding things to the water. In other words, would you use just tap water? Would you maybe add something like herb or something like a diluted kelp? Or would you maybe yeah. add some Hormex, which would have some like B12 in it or whatever, B1. I can't remember which vitamin it is off the top of my head. Um, can't be as smart as Spartan all the time. The only thing I've heard of people using was peroxide, like was already brought up. Right. Well, that was the um, way to so I would, sanitize. Yeah, I would avoid peroxide. And the reason being is, is that when the seed was done right the uh the microbiome of the mother plant will say is going to be contained on that outside shell and if you if you do the peroxide you're going to you're going to kill all of that and that's really what you want to help you to start that seed um but what i would do is yeah if i, if I were going to add i don't normally generally add anything but straight water but if i were going to add i would do kelp that was good i like that one uh maybe a, a light charge of an enzyme because that's gonna help penetrate that shell. Um, I know that some, uh, I think it's a hormone, some hormones will help uh, like gerbilic acid. Uh, I have some of that actually, but- uh, It comes in like a, a small powder form, doesn't it? Yeah, white, like a white, like it looks like flour. Yeah. Can you I use, use a little bit of it. too? I don't know. I've heard something like that. So I just don't know the. Yeah. Oh, you can. I don't know, I don't know how, but. Oh, okay. And I know also, like, if you use too much of it, that's what kind of makes me not want to use it much. Is like, say, if you go too far with it, it'll affect, like, it'll get real stretchy and uh, things like that. So, yeah. So I was really sparing. Like, I put like a couple grains of it into the water and I didn't see any. It didn't help any. But I most likely wasn't using it at a correct dosage, but I couldn't really find anything online. So, but yeah, I think the kelp. Experiment with that on the Mac one. Yeah. Um, I remember watching, uh, if anybody's looking for a breadcrumb, uh, Vader OG did a video several years ago and he's talking about gibberellic acid. And I think that was like GA3, which may be how he has it written yeah. in the title. So you may oh. have to look that up. But um, yeah, it's probably a dosage issue. But it's, that's an interesting point, though, because when we have older beans, let's say that uh, someone inherits uh, their cool uncle's stash and there's some seeds from the olden days in there. 
wouldn't you like to be able to know that there were things that you were doing to these seeds that would help increase the likelihood of them germinating? And I guess that's what we're getting to here is because the uh, one seeds are probably only six months old, seven months old, six months, not that old. And then the other ones are probably four plus years old. So that's what the, the questions kind of were. One technique, if you had something that was really, truly super special to you and you're willing to pay big bucks to, 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 to try to sprout it, I think the best, most safest way and the highest result might be a tissue culture. You know, they can do tissue culture with seeds, germinate seeds too. So, um, but that's going to be expensive unless you know somebody. Right. And that's that's what I would uh, recommend in that situation. If, you, if it's something you've just had to, had to have to have or had to see. Exactly. I don't know. I can't think of anything in my head that I'd be willing to pay ten thousand dollars to try to sprout on a chance, though. That's cool. How so much the tissue culture cost is about ten. I've heard someone say that in, in a conversation. I haven't looked it up. It's not cheap, but that's cool because I didn't know that you could take a tissue culture from a seed. I'll that figure wasn't out how to do it if it's that valuable. Well, I do know <laughs> that, that I do know Wait, that uh, Raptor Grow. Shout out, shout out to Raptor Grow. I know he's going to school for it, and he's uh, he's actually t- doing tissue culture he's he's messing with that at home so Fred, if yeah. you're serious about wanting to learn how that would be the guy i would try to get a hold because he's like us he's free with his knowledge he, he likes to share cool. uh, pop your one of those things you gotta be it's like you gotta have lab you gotta have a bit of like lab quality what do you call it lab quality cleanliness though so yeah you have to clean, clean that cleanliness. fucking dump up man 100%. Okay. And then what was the other thing that we were talking about before the show? We've beat this horse to death. Uh, we were talking, we're, uh, talking to Red about his new machine. That's the oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> the Red. bus thrower right there. Just in the right in the Just right out in the street, folks. Well, so Red has a new machine. Uh, extract craft just came in yesterday. Yeah, man. Yeah, put it together. Big. 100 pound box like three foot it's like a cubic foot it's a cubic foot giant box that i had to haul down the stairs it's great um i don't know how the hell the delivery guy got it up there he was a little guy uh tossed it up on the porch and uh you gotta give him a so, tip next time you see him shit those steps are steep too <laughs> they're not like a little two step out yeah so anyways um yeah so the extract craft showed up and i'm gonna start well i don't know what i'm gonna do first i have some old material that i need to melt down i have some material that's been waiting to get melted down i got some stuff that's going for topical use i got stuff for everything so i have all different kinds of grades of different oils and i'm just gonna have to make sure i'm labeling everything properly because i'm working with about two years worth of material stock so really cool man not like full stock of material i've used i've gone through some of it in the past but some of the oldest stuff is about two years old so i'm gonna have to label it up right this year's uh, outdoor, I'm probably going to be putting a lot of it into it. Some of the stuff will be whole plant. I've got that uh, that CBD. I think it's uh, Granddaddy Purple. It was in that location. I'm going to have to get a turf tested or something. But it was um, it was that autocross, the green room. Uh, what was it? Green room? Yeah, it was yeah. green room. Green room and Granddaddy Purple came up as a volunteer. Uh, it's the same cross that I handed out at the grow off. Same cross that... Uh, Red, bump up your volume just a little bit. Bump me up? Okay. Bump up. 
volume, bump up the volume. How about that? Check, check. There dance, you go. Dance. Better. It's probably a lot better. Um, so yeah, that's green room and granddaddy purple. Dude, I mean, it's just stacked all the way down. It's great. Um, so I'm probably going to put that whole plant into oil just because it's CBD heavy. And then I'm going to get it tested and see what that runs at. Um, I have a whole bunch of, uh, not rainbow driver, roseberry. I have all that old roseberry. Roseberry is going to get turned into oil. Um, oh, we can was, do with uh, that rainbow driver, bro. It's like, oh, the rainbow driver is getting trimmed in smoke. I'm yeah, hoping. man. It's, not it's getting lit on fire. Let's <laughs> get lit on fire soon. I mean, it's... This material off of everything's going through i mean you know my process is a dry sift bubble alcohol so everything gets ran three times i touch everything like three three four times I just hit it so and after i run it over my screens there's still a ton of resin heads on it so i hit it through water and then even after i run it through water i might let it dry out or i might compost it but some of the older stocks definitely getting ran through alcohol. Uh, if I press it, the old bags, the old pucks are going to get ran through alcohol. So everything gets at least two different methods of extraction. I think that's the best use for the old materials, honestly. It's going to be already decarbed a little bit and aged and all of that stuff, oxidized. Now the medicine nice... comes through those CBNs and things. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? There's, There's a sleeping time effects left in them pucks. Don't you soak those in uh, fucking like glycerin or something like that? Or you can do coconut oil. Coconut oil, there you go. You just do a fucking FSO out of those and it's the most yeah. beautiful sleepy time you've ever fucking had, dude. It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing narcotic. As he wipes his eyes, tries to shrug off what he's got right now. <laughs> I was just remembering it. My body was remembering yeah, it. Solid point. You start yawning and shit. Dan, how is the uh, the hash shed going? Oh, it's still on hold, guys. Haven't really made a whole lot of progress, but uh, I have more items coming in every week getting shipped in, so we're getting stacked up. Uh, gotta get it out there and get some work done, but just haven't made it. Man, a terrible time for the increased uh, cost of materials and everything. Oh, man. Two by fours oh, are insane, Yes, they every form of double, wood. Double, uh, yeah, did you just say every form of wood sequence? Yeah, dude, every yeah. form. Yeah, how much yeah. is a two by four right now, Dan? About seven dollars. They were like four, three twenty-eight, four dollars. Yeah, six, seven dollars. They're stupid. Um, Half-inch sheet of OSB is about twenty-three dollars, versus like in the spring it was like eight. Uh, yeah, we picked a good day. time to build the greenhouse. Otherwise, it would have been twice as much money. Yeah, uh, oh, it yeah. is what it is. It's going to get done. It's just, yeah. Uh, we do what, about, have... what about the good news, Dan? What about the good news? How is, how is work going? What can you tell us? Work is great, guys. Um, I was very floored at what I saw and, you know, the things I'm learning, the people I work with seem to be very tight-knit and work very well together, which is huge. Um, bunch of nice people. Uh, I had my first experience at uh, potting up like 500 five-gallon, seven-gallon pots, which was a chore. Um, Friday, we potted up like 500. 
plan. How did you feel the day after? Not bad at all. Believe it or That's not. Nice, body, 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 body. Oh, boy, nice man. This 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 place, man, they all come together as a as a team and do everything as a team. So they all go at things as a team and there's no one person doing one thing or you know, the boss is right next to you getting dirty and pretty cool, man. So far so good. Uh expect many, many, many more happiness and all that uh to go back to the talking about hash for a minute there was a question from andrew johnson uh and he says any way you can touch on drying and curing bubble hash i'm gonna assume that he means without the the freeze freeze dryer i would assume so yeah the last time i personally dried Bubble hash it was in an herbs now machine. Right from the bag, you put it right in there and just fired yes. it up. And it okay. took two days to dry. Well, almost like 36 hours, and it was dry with minimal oxidation, but there was some oxidation, um, no mold whatsoever. So it was a big success for me as far as the herbs now. It seems like a pretty good use for that herbs now machine. Yeah, I just left it on parchment paper. Um, I didn't put the little uh, water cup in there. I felt there was enough moisture in it, the hash itself. Um, it dried pretty good. Um, probably would have did a little better maybe if I would have microplaned it along, but uh, I just chopped it up and it did fine. Hope that helps you. I know if you don't have a herbs now machine, it was no help, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, like he, he I always, I'm a very amateur and I hate doing it, so I very, very rarely do it. But when I do, I'll run the bubble hash through my, you know, little bubble bubble bag, bubble bag dude bags or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And then uh, it comes out; it's it's wet. You, you want to dry it, right? So what I do is I put it on the little screen that comes with the bags. Put it on the dry screen. Then I take I put a towel underneath that screen. I have a towel above and I fold that screen over top of that product and I put a towel on top and I just press it to get as much of the water out as I can. And then it's kind of presses into like a little puck, we'll say, we'll call it or whatever. And then there's two things you can do there. I think what most people do will freeze that puck. And then once it's nice and frozen, they'll just microplane it so it's real fine powder. Um, I didn't do that. What I do is I take it and I just press it through a, like a little sieve or a screen, whatever you want to call it. You know, so I'll put it in the little, then I'll use a spoon to push it through and I let it fall down on top of cardboard. And that's the way I did it. <coughs> then it'll just look like sand on, on, on cardboard. And I just let it sit there for a week. It's done in three or four days. You could probably smoke it, but uh, I let it sit there for a week and get super, super dry. Yeah. And then yeah. I can, then I can take like a paintbrush and just paintbrush that shit into uh, like a jar or something. And that's that's how I did old school, whatever, and just use it to top bowls. What was the question to dry bubble hash without a, a freeze drying dryer? And, drying and curing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty spot on with what I used to do. Like uh, I used the chest freezer. I would just freeze the pucks and then like work in the chest freezer kind of like 
set up that pizza box or whatever i would actually use yeah. uh, cookie trays and just stack them in my uh my oven it was like super cold in that that area of the house so like keeping it i feel like cooler definitely helps out also cool and dry yeah, sure. is what i was going for that's where um, i had my mine was in in the in that cool dry spot too but not that's yeah. a good idea in the, in the freezer that's even better because that yeah. it'd be even colder it'd be sucking all that moisture out of it that's nice yeah and it's easier to work in there like if you don't have a freezer full of stuff that's like going to be thawing underneath you but yeah i kind of have yeah. like basically like an empty chest freezer working and puck would be in there microplane that i bought from bed bath and beyond would be in there <laughs> and yeah just trying to work real real quick it was like a flick of the wrist kind of thing to get it to to microplane and not like stick to everything pretty much it's kind of what, what I experienced. frozen too. Oh, it's smart. Yeah, it dries completely different too, which is cool. Different consistency. Like you can totally tell when you're looking at hash if it's been microplaned or if it's been freeze dried. Freeze dried just like looks like too too perfect, like white and dusty, and the microplane has like chunkierness to yeah, it. Yeah, like, like edges more of an art form to it i'd say i just dry the slabs i i um i sandwich them between 25 micron uh, material and like towel paper towel and i get as much of the uh, water and moisture out of the slab as i can i break it apart and then i uh leave it out to dry and i'll put like a coffee filter cupped over top of it so no dust or anything settles on it. And the uh, same reason I don't really use pizza boxes is, is uh, I don't know, just. Oh, aliens got him. <laughs> God damn it. Baby, come back. Pause the perfect time, too. That was a great. Yeah, that's a great shot, right? No, He's what? back. Oh, He's back. back. What's up, Medical Mondays? I, again, I don't know what happened. Did, did it lose hey, me? You don't like the pizza boxes, why? Oh, in case there's any uh, um, paper material shredding around. Whatever. True, yeah, that makes sense. You know, no, like cardboard boxes. boxes, cardboard boxes are just dusty. Not just dusty, but not, I mean, dusty. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's dirty. material and shit on them, you know? Right. And it's just, like, absorbing into your hash at that point. It does, like, kind of wick away the moisture, which is cool. Right. But, like, if you microplane it or get it fine enough, like, to where it's going to dry proper, then it could be on parchment paper I just, even. I, I cure it in the same, like, uh, environment that I want to cure my cannabis. Well, even a drier environment, you know, I try to make sure it's, like, 50 to 55% humidity and as low of a temperature as I can, you know, in the 70s is fine. But, you know, room temperature, dry, dry uh, conditioned room temperature, I suppose, with no moisture. And just make sure it's a thin slab. Um, I've never had any... Uh, Microbe issues. Sequence, what are you rolling up? This right here is Tropicana cookies. This is my green pheno from Seed. The yeah. one that uh, got the seed pack from Red, actually. Cheers, Red. I haven't smoked much of the this since pheno? I harvested it. Yeah. The purple one behind my head, I've smoked a lot of, but I haven't smoked much of this one. How do you feel that they're different besides just in aesthetics? Uh, the green one was bigger. The green one was less photogenic and less frosty. Both aesthetics. Uh, the smell was very similar. 
Um, the buzz, I don't know. I smoke flavors, different shit all the time. Flavors the same. Doesn't really matter what color it is. Flavors very similar. Yeah, the color was different, but the flavor was very similar. I was really pleased with it, though. I mean, what about potency. Uh, in my experience, it seems like when there's the purple and the green pinot, it seems like the green pinot is always the one that's more potent. I would yeah, agree. I think so too. Um, I've only smoked like one joint of the green one, so this is me doing more of that testing to see where it's at. Well, let's let's talk about that for a minute. Did you guys get a chance to do some of those? Uh, we do, we did grow the trop cookies outdoors. Okay. We did, we actually got the purple fino outside, and uh, it did okay. I think we chopped her down. It's hanging right now. Well, cheers, sequence. I hope the green one is money for you. I want to see if you carry both forward or if you're trying to buy them. Absolutely will down. not. Absolutely no. will not. Okay. No, it's going to be one or the other for sure. I don't got room for all of that. We got a limited plant count and I already carry like fucking I got 17 you. strains or whatever already. It's the magic number though. Which one are you leaning towards? The purple one. Purple's got the back appeal, yeah. Well, it's hard to beat so that look, man. Yeah, so for me, um, I love taking pictures of my plants as much as I love smoking them, which is, I know that's not the same as for everyone, but uh, to create pictures like the ones that are behind my head, I have to go to my own garden. You generally can't go to somebody else's garden and see, like, no offense, really, really well-grown plants or whatever, unless you go a long ways to find a really good grower. So I'm just... uh, I don't know, attracted to the ones that show out, I guess, so that I can take really cool pictures of them. I've grown some purple plants, and I've grown some frosty plants, but I've never grown anything as purple or frosty as that picture that's behind you. Yeah, that's and they don't all have talk. to be purple, but the purple one definitely is more photogenic. No, but it's cool when that's what you're after, you know what I mean? And shout out to MI No-Till Guy and Cannon Kitten for the purple one, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's where yeah, I got yeah. the clone. When uh, when I took the, this picture right behind my head, I shared it and I had them tagged in it and then Oni shared the picture and they got like 2,000 likes or something on Instagram. And uh, Kitten and them, they got blown up with people asking them for, uh, <laughs> for cuts over and over and over. So nice, Red. Those poor guys. What are you showing off, Red? GMO, no uh, strawberries and cream. GMO's gone, man. It's gone. It's in the air. It's in the uh, air. This is strawberries and cream. It's plenty no. of that left, man. It's so funky. Yeah, because it's that's the basically the June, July harvest, right? So this one has been down for a minute. Had time to really no, stay in the I jar. Had, no, I just harvested it. And... Not oh. that long ago. September sometime. Is it growing on you? Yeah, I, I've always liked it. Sequence wasn't a fan of it at first. Yeah, he, he had to be the one to grow on. I kept it. I mean, it's the frostiest thing I have in the garden. I kind of got to keep it. It's got the most bag appeal. I mean, I don't know, dude. It, you snip it and it smacks in the eye with trichomes. Yeah, man. The kind where when you touch your eyes after you fucking ground your butt up, it's gonna burn, folks. Oh, I know better than to do that. I don't touch my eyes after grinding a butt. You've done it that's before. Like, don't like play coy with, with us. Peppers. Man, that's like working with I've gotten first degree burns from messing with hot peppers. 
Not fun. My hands and me too. A Brutal. A week. Canning peppers. Yeah, dude, pickling. Chopping up habaneros for like two days straight. No gloves. Bad idea. Fucking hands are just red as shit and burning. I didn't learn the yeah. first day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And then you shower. Yeah. Your whole body's fried. Yep. Get a sunburn. Yep. Gotta love our botanicals, man. Old oh, Rippy Long stockings over there. Smell good. Oh, guys, I have like it looks it like smells good. Left of the GMO. It sounded good. Yeah. Speaking of hot peppers, shout out to uh, Tricome Tommy. Hooked it up with some of those super super hot uh, Carolina Reapers. Oh, my parents uh totally cooked up a pasta dish thinking that that was like a mild pepper or something like a good oh, addition boy. to grow in <laughs> no you're right at the yeah, top they of the fucking smoked it yeah that was one of the hottest <laughs> I'm, dishes. I'm surprised that they could put it in the pan and cook it without realizing how fucking hot that would be when you get that yeah that's get so those true. going Ooh. Ooh. yeah i love spicy too and like yeah they saved that for me and it was one like yeah you could have cut that or diluted that like five times over and it still would have been spicy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of was like it, bird, bird I imagine it was inedible, right? Uh, that was just like a pasta dish they cooked up like shrimp and pasta for dinner. Yeah, it was just their dinner. They didn't know what they were getting into. <laughs> no, no, they killed it. They couldn't eat that. They saved yeah. it for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going out. Awesome, results, keeping uh, pepper plants out around my cannabis too. Pepper plants really seem to repel a lot of insects. Oh, just hot pepper, like habanero, jalapeno, serrano, the hotter ones. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the peppers uh, that are growing on the plant, but they really do seem to repel a lot more insects than other plants. Never really had aphids or anything on them. That's interesting. I've always had trouble. I mean, I don't have a lot of experience trying to grow peppers, but I really am more interested in it every year. Um, I've had trouble growing pepper plants like a bitch to grow up here for some reason. And I mean, I can grow plants, just about anything. I had a real successful season. It was like my first garden ever. And I was overloaded with peppers and I was using synthetic fertilizer. It was the only time I was ever really using synthetic fertilizer. Your rock and miracle grow? Yeah, similar. Yeah, similar stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. uh, <laughs> that shit out. Oh man, shaking feet, dude. Goo I could get. Yep. Yeah, dude. <laughs> shaking feeds how I grew this plant behind my head. That's the secret. And cow mag. Lots of cow mag, dude. We got a question oh. in the chat. Um, it is <clears throat> accidentally cracked the lower branch protruding from the main stalk. How long would y'all wait for the plant to heal before flipping into 12-12? And that was from, I'm old, I got to take my glasses off here, Bernard Sherms, Beth. I would, I would just, I wouldn't skip a beat, man. Send I would it. send it, dude. If it's a lower branch and you can get a cut of it, take it, just take it off clean where it's at and then take a really nice healthy cut off of that other piece and then flip her into flower because it was never going to get lit anyway. Typically, when you say lower branch and you think of flipping to 12-12, it's going to blow up. So a lot of that shit, you're just going to end up ripping out anyway. So sometimes it might be one of those big ass lower branches that go all the way to the top, though. If that's the case, I would just send it. Yeah. There's so many. It's going to still veg for another couple of weeks while it's doing its stretch thing. 
and it'll heal through that. I do most of my training during the first 10 days of flower. Yeah, I break branches all the time when I'm like working trellis net. In the first two weeks of flower, they're already would, flipped in flower. Who would yeah, think that a guy yeah, named Yeti uh, would break a bunch of branches when he gets into the forest uh, or his garden? I'm seeing a surprise. I'm seeing the damn Sasquatch. Good point. Down. They're not. They're not nice. Didn't you burn a hog leg with him one time at a concert at a parking lot? You're talking to me? You're talking to Yeti? Yeah. Oh, I'm talking to you. Talking about oh, burning down with Bigfoot. Down with Bigfoot, man. There you go. Not in the parking lot. He's in the middle of the woods. <laughs> he came out for a show, though. No, that was in the pines. That's a late such story. That's a late such story. Come up on that. 11 p.m. Monday night. I want to answer a question from chat real quick. Um, hindsight. Shout out to you, Heinz. Hey, how do I flush my sips? It's a common kind of question, misunderstanding question. I'm growing in organics, so there's nothing for me to flush. By flushing large volume of water through my soil, what am I doing? What am I looking to accomplish? Flushing is usually something that's used to get excess salts out of the root zone. <clears throat> I'm not feeding any salts. So there's no way that I have excess salts in my root zone or there shouldn't be. So flushing is not a practice that I'm going to really need to have in an organic situation. So that's the best way I can answer that question. So then your last reservoir, so to say, would, would just be water? My reservoir always is water. <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah, that's always water. Yeah. So if that's all it is, that's all it is then. <laughs> so you flush from veg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from birth. Uh, you got another question. How often Ten. do you reamend? Uh, so I reamend re after harvest. Uh, I use Craft Blend right now. I'm still trying to dial that in, but right now I'm just using Craft Blend from Build a Soil. Uh, on each one of my sip planters, I'm using, I believe it's a half cup. It's enough to basically cover a thin layer across the top of the bed. Okay, quite a good good amount there. Yeah, that's a reamendment. That's like I ran a run, so I'm trying to replace a run's worth of nutrient. Right, and that's everything. It, it that's is not just one thing, though. Yeah, yeah, it's everything. Um, the only other thing I would consider, if I felt like I was uh, seeing like a calcium deficiency near the end of flower or something, and I felt like it was really low in calcium, I might have a calcium source, and that would be either what I have on hand right now is oyster shell or um, gypsum. I tend to like gypsum better if I have a choice between the two. So. I would probably come in if I felt that I needed to and start out with a quarter cup and uh, go from there. And then the only other amendments that they really get, um, like as I put plants in there, is worm castings. Every time I transplant into those, that I, I, trans I make the hole bigger than I need and I put worm castings, I kind of make a worm casting lined hole and I plant right into that because Roots just explode when they come in contact with room cap worm castings, in my experience. So I just wrap the root ball with worm castings. They get to work right away. Right on. Yeah. You think there's a way to like dial in the amount of amendments that you reamend with so that like the plant oh, essentially like runs test. out of nutrients within like the last two weeks so that it still has like a crazy fade and like 
kind of yes. like the same result as like a salt flush would look? Yeah, it would just take soil testing. You know what I mean? You take soil testing and then tissue replace. And then tissue t- set testing on the on the plant itself. So you take like a leaf sample, like a, a punch. You know, you just punch a hole in your in your leaf and then you take that little punch and you send that in. And it can tell you exactly the nutrient levels in your leaf in the plant itself. And then you take your soil test and it'll tell you the exact nutrient level that you have in the soil. And you can take that relationship between the two and realize, oh, this is my problem or this is not my problem. But I mean, that's something that I don't do because I'm a home grower and I, I don't have the capital. I don't have the money to, to spend, the budget to spend on, on those things. I don't mind. Yeah. I just always love growing organics, but like still enjoyed like the crazy fade at the end and like, I guess like the look of the flush. Like, I don't know if it was just- I, You get, I, I get that. Just grow longer. Yeah. Take them longer. If they're still they green, just just grow longer. Yeah. yeah, you might you might go into a little bit more amber on your trichomes, but it might you might really enjoy the 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 effect. I would just encourage you to go another week or something like that. If you want right to get more of it. I find that for my beds that my plants still yellow out. Like not I'm saying like at the end. <laughs> right. Like the, yeah. the senescence and shit. Yeah, the plants you know? know when it's time. Yeah. They just stop taking it up out of, out of nutrients. Well, yeah. doing it outside. Right. There's right. all the kinds of minerals in the ground. Exactly. We have those giant 45 gallon pots in the greenhouse and you know gmo is green and some of the other plants are completely finished yellow leaves dying off um completely showing their senescence same nutrients same water schedule everything i was impressed on um, mac one in the greenhouse how it when i smoked it i mean i think i said it right then and there i was like this is exactly like indoor mac one this Usually outdoors way the hell different, but for, for whatever reason, that Mac one was it, it just was an outdoor plant, but indoor quality that was that's amazing. Yeah, everything we've har- everything we've smoked so far that we harvested out of the greenhouse has been like rock hard, dense, perfect indoor like quality. Now it's it's been incredible. Hopefully that maintains through the whole harvest. It's definitely been high spirits since we've been chopping uh, trimming. Yeah. Terps are a flying, man. The terps are flying. Man, the Mac One makes you feel a real certain sort of way when you smoke it. That's special stuff. You know, I am thankful for that because I realize, you know, like I always kind of mention it, is I never forget about all y'all and fucking red states and shit like that where you don't get, you know, shit with a name. Or if it does come with a name, it's not going to be Mac One. And if it is named Mac One, it's not Mac One. So. That's the most likely thing. Yeah, but, you know, you know, people will take the most popular named thing and then just name their thing that, you know, and that happened with Gorilla Glue a lot before. Um, I'm sure that happens with Mac now and runs and cookies and blah, blah, you know, blah. They say Cali packs. I wonder Gelato. if they talk about mitten packs. <laughs> nah, because we, we consume all that here. We don't I let bet that they do in Ohio. We don't, man. We get we don't let the good out, man. <laughs> I see a lot of Ohio plates down here by where I live. I'll just say that. I see them here too, man. I see them here too. A lot of Ohio plates sitting up these rec stops. Dude, that was the best part of back in the day of being able to go to, you know, like Clio Speedway and shit. And you'd be standing in line waiting and my, I always talk to whoever the fuck is around me. Yeah, and eight and, out of the 10 people yeah, were from out dude, of Michigan. We're the fucking three, people from three, Michigan. Three That's it. Four. Like, yeah, man. Three where are you from? Indiana. Where are you from? We came from Florida. 
Yeah, where are you from? New York. You know, that's that's where I met Finger Lakes Finest at. It was funny. You go to them events and you can only walk in with an ounce, but you can walk out with two pounds. Yes, sir. <laughs> you spent your money. Now get out. Yeah. We're going to frisk you on the way in. The rules were to keep it so that you couldn't do gain from transfer while you were there. Pretty, pretty. What's that, Red? So it's strawberry. It's strawberries and cream. I'm rolling it up. Right oh, now. it's got these little. Red's, remember, we're on late ses- sessions. Red's still fucking around breaking the weed up. He hasn't even thought about rolling it yet. He's got another twenty minutes before he's gonna light that. It, it's hash time it's in three minutes. Time. It's hash time in three minutes. It's half time hash time. As recall, Red was abducted already once during the episode. Come on, yeah. slack. What happened again? <laughs> if anyone's a new viewer of the show, every show at halftime, we have hash time. That's at 10 o'clock. We all smoke some hash, do a dab, etc. To celebrate the halfway point of the show. So that's what we were talking about there. So because I have them in front of me, I'm going to eat my... Uh, Oil. I'm gonna eat these uh these guys. I got these Dixie uh Dixie Twist gummies. Ten milligrams a piece. I'm gonna eat one of these guys. There I got you spotlighted and, red. And an apothecary gummy. Right on. They're really good, man. So gonna go right to your hips, I'm go, Red. I'm only gonna go twenty mil and then I'm also gonna smoke smash. Give me one, one I'm worried so. about you. Sure. Uh use some FSO too. Take all that hash. Here, uh, disclosure. Jay Green, I see, is hey, asking about everybody. Kentucky. Look at yeah, Yeti. It look, totally looks like it's gonna wash. Look at Yeti right now. He's taking the step. Slurper. It's gonna happen. Yeti, dope, you're man. two minutes early. He doesn't care. Long hair, don't care. So the smoke is going from that bottom saucer up into the stem where there's what a couple of beads that spin around. Vapor, vapor, vapor. There you go. My bad. I'm old. So yeah, it's a lot less sun. like smoke. Because you're not burning anything. I just seen those for the first time today. It was pretty dope. Um, I'm going to be using Super a intense. new pipe I got today. And this is, I want to mention this because this is from a Michigan glass blower. And it is, is that Ivan, bubble trapped? Ivan Glass. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's a really small bowl. And it's got a really big dumb side. There you go. That damn looks like a bong from the side, but it's not, folks. We put a but, joint in there. Yeah, Those look right. like it's bubble trapped, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the beads on the side. So yeah. Cheers. I like I always like buying Michigan glass and supporting Michigan glass blowers. So uh if there's anybody out there that has some good Michigan glass, always drop in the chat for us. So it's a breadcrumb for somebody else looking. And if you're a cool See, glass like blower, hit me up. Okay. I'm just going old school and putting my my trim tray hash on top of my flower bowl. <laughs> so. yeah. uh, I'm going to bust into, we were talking about freeze dryer hash. I still have a little bit of the garlic cane from old man left. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, that was like last Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. You're the man. Uh, I'm smoking on flour. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that with like a smile or anything. <laughs> no, because I don't have no hash. I got Down a whole freezer of weed, but no hash. That's okay. I got the. When's the plan on watching? 
the probably kind of cool. Probably waiting for that hash had shed to be done. Uh, I know. I know. You'll see. <laughs> It'll get there. I promise. I feel the pressure. I dab the Sunset Sherbert by Dab Smith. So the, my jury's still out. I don't know if I like this or not. But it's such a strange flavor to put cayenne with lemon. I get mostly lemon out of it. The worse the taste, the better it is for you. That's what you got to tell yourself. That's, yeah, well. There you go, Red. Hold your jar up again, will you? Check out this jar of hash. Ooh. It's I like I can smell that from here. Yeah, it's one fish in my crown. It's like... It's like raspberries and fruit, raspberries and apples. Oh man, so, so it's like ash, man. Well done. Drooling. Which micron did you say that was? One fifty with the uh, harvest right? No, it's not harvest. Yeah, harvest right. Trim tray. It's an orange. Yeah, not trim bin. Trim tray. Trim tray. Uh, you have the same one I do. Yeah, harvest fire. more. Yeah, dude, I like that. Harvest more. Yeah, I get a really, yeah, really nice light, light color from it, man. Yeah. Yeah, if you yeah, press I, it, I like it's almost it. always super stable. That's what I've noticed with that. Is that, that from like trimming a red, or is that from uh, intentionally making sift? That's intentionally making sift. So do you just put the put the herb right on the top there and just shake it like a sifter? Yeah, grind it down, and uh, uh, I kind of kind of tap on the screens and the tray a little bit and get it to bounce around, <clears throat> and then I, uh, you know, get brush it real cold. They kind of agitate it a little bit. Not not too much, you know. The more you agitate it, <clears throat> the higher yield's gonna be. The more contamination you might get. Um, you know, maybe depending on the def definitely the more ag you agitate it, the more contamination you get. But and depending on the genetics, the, you can uh, agitate it a lot more. You stuff. know, yeah. Um, like you know, strawberries and cream, for example. Uh, grape glee, for example. It's just so much. You know, even the Tropicana cookies, for example. I'd sit there and agitate that a lot longer than I would Rainbow Driver or something because the Rainbow Driver is just going to break apart and turn to green and uh, or Death Star or something. Whereas the other stuff will sit there and knock trichomes off forever because they're loaded with trichomes. Stars Festival hash. It's begging for it. But then there's popcorn nugs, you know? Popcorn nugs, they don't really fall apart. You break them open, there's still a bunch of trichomes inside there. So I'll take whatever's left or whatever I can't really like sift anymore, sift further, I suppose, break down further with my hands. I'll run it into bubble hash. Put it into water and agitate it further, or into the alcohol. That do you get a return? Do you find? Yeah, you get a return. Okay. Do enough of it, you get a return. Sure. Use my method of making bubble hash. It's already broken down fine and loaded with contamination. You just make them full spectrum. You do full enough spectrum. of it, you'll get a Storage. return. He says. Storage. I can't argue with that, folks. <laughs> it's one way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean. I feel like that's the hash way of looking at it, you know, and you're like, when you look at the end result and you're like 4% yield from the, the water weight or whatever. It's wild. I had all, many, many di different methods of, it all depends on the grade of the flower. And that's what I was going to say is I've had several different runs and, and strains and styles of hash from red. I went and seen him, and, oh, and yeah, I just dude. I got the I got the big satchel of I got the big satchel. This is all full, and uh, yeah, Red's laughing because he knows. 
So it doesn't matter because the very first time that I ever had Red Setter at Hash was the Death Star Festival shit because he brought that to old man's house. See, sequence knows because we he just registered it on the table, right? So we were burning down on it the whole time. Yes. And then at the end, he had left a bunch there and just told me, I was like, no, dude, go take it, man. Because I was all giddy because it reminded me of the hash that I used to get back when I was a skater back in the day. That right there is what I used to buy when I was probably 15, 16 years old. So it's a super throwback. Yep, I got that. When I used to buy two, that's why I make it. Spartan, let's throw up our bat signals. Spartan, there we go. We can both do the blues. There we go. The only one I have in front of me is the new one. I hate That's to the admit metal it. Top. The metal I hate top. to admit it. You know, I kind of, kind of went underground for a while when I was building and everything. Industry kind of fast forwarded on me with the whole freeze dryers and the advanced methods of uh, curing and Quickly. processing CO two extraction and the dabbing and everything. I was like five years behind on dabbing. Uh, I was just kind of locked in in a grow and in a, in a build out. You know, are you still dabbing on a titanium red? 720 I, I got glass, dude. I got. A, I'm still dabbing. Seven thousand degrees, titanium. Seven thousand degrees. It's glass, though. You know, I picked up. Yeah, there we go. See, got the black. I'm looking at some coils. You know, I got that press now, and that um, the controller will run two e nails. So I really need to hook that sucker up. You need two emails going. I mean, yeah, I got somebody out there hanging out. We got to, we could have a terp slurper and a and a banger hooked up, right? I don't think there's a terp slurper <clears throat> email yeah. set up. All right, well, see, that's how far behind on the on all that stuff I am. Get with it, Red. Red, which one is this? Do you know? Can you tell? I want one of them cool little temp checkers. Uh, I don't know, man. Let me see the front of it. Let me see the front. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, the cool. the unmarked boy. Checker. That's fucking sick, man. What's the it was What's a black top, like? nothing, black, nothing. naked. This is the private stash of private What's stash. Smell like? Oh, boy. <laughs> what color? It smells is like hash, red. Right? It looks pretty. It looks like Girls Gone Wild. I think that's Girls Gone Wild, man. The Girls Gone Wild I have it looks dark. Purple. Yeah, yeah is it purple? purple? No, that's no. not purple. No, oh, it looks like purple. flow to me. And the Girls Gone Wild that I had was real powdery. Oh, that looks real green. Green. Or Apollo. Isn't that the Apollo like one? The, it's grainy until it gets like warmer. It's yeah. any moisture to it. I, I kept it all on the bridge. Bilbo probably opens his like only to smell it. <laughs> only when I use them. I, I show it. I show. Yeah. I keep them in the dark. You know, I, I do have that much. So, Cheers, everybody. I hope that you were able to smoke down with us during hash time, no matter how you can. Uh, I see we got 185 people chilling with us. And I just wanted to say, you know, I hope you've had a great weekend. And I hope that, you know, you're able to sit down, chill out, and maybe learn something from these other cats on here. So Appreciate you guys being here. Throw us a like, please, while you're here. Uh, it helps get us to more ears and eyes so we can uh, give even more advice. You guys have any questions? Yeah. Questions in the chat. We did have a question in our Discord um, about a more easy or non-machine way of making RSO or FSO without like the ITO or the um, any of the source machines. Does anyone have any experience with that? 
I do. I've done like rice cooker. The old fashioned like mason jar. Like you could like use like a big old mason jar, like a half gallon mason jar and soak and shake your material in that and then just straight put like a coffee filter or get like a 220 filter to put over the top to strain it. Kind of evaporate from there with a, a rice cooker is what I've used in the past outside. Just let it slowly evaporate. Kind of clever. And then I found like with test results that the more you shake and agitate, obviously the higher your return, the lower the percentage yield. So like if you're trying to make some super strong medicine, a very short agitation time, like maybe two minutes at the most, um, will make like a higher percentage. Like I think that ended up testing upwards of like 70% for me. Whereas like, the first batch I ever made was through the magic butter machine. I let that agitate it for eight hours. Eight hours. Yes, sir. That tested at like, I think 30%. It wasn't very strong, but it did make quite a bit though. Um, but yeah. It makes you wonder what the, the other there. percentage of your oil is though, right? Well, it's crazy. Chlorophyll. Yeah, chlorophyll. chlorophyll. It's a yeah. More lipids than you can shake a stick at. Yeah, man. Yeah, the lipids and stuff. Which, I mean, that's might not be a bad thing, but it's obviously not like the straight medicine you're after. But not right, to say right. that it's like bad for you. Yeah, don't and the biggest on your goals. The biggest thing yeah. you have to remember is like what Yeti said, use something that doesn't have an open flame because you're dealing with alcohol and you can put them, you know, rice curve, you put on a, an extension cord outside where it's very well ventilated. Because the alcohol that's boiling off is flammable. If you have an open flame, that's when you get explosions. So yeah, don't be smoking a joint yeah. while you're boiling off your alcohol for your Yeah, be very cautious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like the, the most important part. That's like the, one of the big the beauties of those machines is they're a closed loop. They don't leak any of that alcohol. They recapture it and, and it doesn't get as hot either. Yeah, it doesn't get nearly as hot. So yeah, it's just it takes all that danger away. Yeah, because that's real shit. That's a lot of alcohol that you're evaporating um, off. Well, yeah. what you can also do is you can get a uh, magnetic mixer. And what I mean by that, it's a scientific one. It's like the bottom of it's a heat plate. And then you have, there's a magnet underneath there. And you drop this little, looks like a pill. Okay, it's a little magnet and it just spins. So you're adding a little bit of heat. And basically with time, you're using the spin just to keep it from scorching and, and mixing. So it creates a little cool as vortex and uh, you can reduce it down. That's how I made it. And that mixer was $49 on eBay, magnetic mixer. So, there you go. Does your magnetic mixer heat up too? Yes. Yeah. Dude, it's that's in, really valuable it's in, for that. Yeah. And that's, you know, you can get it to the point where you know, it's fucking scorching the shit out of it if you're not paying attention to it. So, yeah, that's, that's never good. Can you type that in and bring up a picture for somebody? Let me see. You can do it if you want. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can pick that out. I'm slow. It's just like a hot plate with a magnetic stir on, which is nice. But again, you want to be somewhere where that alcohol can evaporate into a well ventilated yeah. space, hopefully outside or something like that. Um. Uh, what else can you guys do with that? Can you do it with the crock pot slow way? I've tried a crock pot. It takes forever. 
I mean days, man. It will take well, days. If, I, mean, like, you, I mean, if you don't care about time, you could be super safe and just put it in like a shallow dish with a, a fan blowing over it. I mean, air itself, the alcohol will eventually just evaporate on its own, but just air, you don't have to have a heat source. But I mean, it's just going to take time. You'll definitely have to decarboxylate it first if you want to get any potency out of it. Like, I usually do decarb all my, my uh, material before. That's another thing I do do. Is it? <laughs> I do do. That's another thing I do. do. do da, da, da. Yeah, is I, I decarb my product first. I feel it helps dry it even more when you decarb first. And that's what I'm trying to do is eliminate the addition of water. So I like to decarb first. We have a question in chat from Michigan Microherd. What are your thoughts on washing in Michigan outdoor buds? Do you mean hash washing or do you mean cleaning it from outdoor buds? Yeah. I yeah. assume this means washing them to smoke the flower. Okay. Um, oh. In our greenhouse, we're not going to wash them, but that's like a lot more controlled of an environment. We were talking in the pre-show about some plants that were grown off of a dirt road. Um, in that situation, maybe you'd be more interested in washing them off or if you had a lot of bugs or something like that. You're in a farming area and there's a chance of pesticides and shit were sprayed and there's yeah, an overspray sure. and it got under your crops. I mean, it's not the worst thing you can do. You wash all your other produce, yeah. guys. You do at least water maybe, but I would be concerned with some of the people that say, suggest things like I've heard peroxide and right. these are things that oxidize things. And, and man, I really hate to be dipping buds into things that will oxidize because that'll degrade your freaking trichomes. So, I, I, mean, I just use baking soda and lemon juice and mixed it um, one cup of each into five gallons of water with two additional buckets to rinse in, not vigorously beating up my buds against the uh, buckets. Um, the water was uh, ambient temperature. So Those are two separate two separate buckets, one with the baking three, soda, three, one three with buckets. The, yeah, one, the last one's clear water. So three one with the baking soda, one with the lemon juice, and then no. one just plain water. No. Then the first bucket is everything mixed together, the water, the lemon juice, and the baking soda. Then the other two are just repetitive, just clear water. You dip it in there and then a final rinse. Um, and I saw bugs come off, dirt come off, um, had no ill effects with drying, you know. Um, yeah, I'm okay with the water, which will do all those things. Um, the baking, it would make more sense I, to me in my head if it was one with baking soda, one with lemon juice, because the baking soda would adjust the pH really high. And you, in a sense, you just dip it in high pH water, which would kill off your molds and stuff. And then the lemon, lemon nice. juice would be the opposite. So lemon would be like your organic pH down. And, and that would uh, take care of maybe some bacteria, maybe. I'm not sure what, um, what the lemon juice does. I don't know, but uh, I, I, would, I agree with straight water. You're going to at least get like physically pull off stuff and it's already wet and you're cutting it anyway. So you're not doing too much damage. I just wouldn't spend, you know, long periods of time. I wouldn't do like a soak. Yeah, and it's very important about the water temperature. Yeah, you don't want you to knock the trichomes off. Right, yeah, you're yeah, not cold off. or anything like that. So if you have well water in particular and you're pulling up really cold water, be careful. Uh, just to clarify, do you 
remove your large family was first to make it easier for yourself? Yes. Okay. But you're still doing it on the day you're pulling it down. Yeah. Okay. At the time of chop. There you oh. go. <clears throat> Uh, M Hunter's asking in chat, when you're at the end of flower, do you drop for the last two weeks in soil, do you drop your pH? I don't. I don't adjust my pH down. I don't know if anybody else does, but I don't. I don't even temp the water. I just give it water. I don't give it no pH or nothing the last whenever it's in its. Yeah, I do the same thing. I do the same thing, and now that I think about it, I'm really giving it pH, high pH water, higher than what I normally feed. This is probably the case for most people. We're always adjusting our water down if we have to. Uh, Martial Artist 2012 is talking about an herbal leaf flavor because it tastes like mullen to him when you use, was it peroxide? Peroxide, yeah. yeah. So there is a potential. To echo what Spartan was saying that he didn't like the peroxide idea. Mom and lost some tens asking for any help building an indoor sip bed. And I've never done an indoor sip bed. I do indoor sip, but I have little sip containers on wheels. I, I get four of them in a four by four space. I haven't done the bed yet. I haven't made that step. So I don't give a specific question. I can try to answer it, but I don't have experience doing it. So I don't know how good the uh, advice is going to be. So I think abolished way is to just use a big, container whatever that happens to be like a kiddie pool a kiddie pool even and then puts like hydrogen in there a few inches of that and then uh it's the fabric on top of that fabric pot from yeah but they're saying they're saying a bed i suppose you get a whole like fabric bed yeah Uh, like one of these set that that on top of a yeah and set that on top of the back the the balls yeah you can do that yeah i use uh grassroots bed you could do that Now, someone earlier had asked Spartan if you were doing a living soil, and I don't know if you answered that or not. That kind of goes into what we're talking about as well. Say that again. Uh, someone way earlier in the chat had asked if you were doing a living soil. Oh well, that's a. I don't. What do you mean? You know, that's that's my first question. I'm a. Everybody I uses think living of cover soil. Crops. Definitely I think cover crops for me, man. So. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm using right now, I'm using M3 mix. It's a bag soil, which is already amended, amended with peat and cocoa, but I think it's probably a higher majority of peat over cocoa. Um, I'm putting that in sip containers and uh, I do top dress sometimes if there's a, well, I do always top dress uh, malted barley. So that's one thing that I will top dress. Um, but then if the plant's lacking something, I'll do, I'll address that with top dresses. And usually the first thing I go for is worm castings. Other than that, it's just water. Um, I'm right now experimenting with uh, reusing M3. So after I cut down, just re-amended, I've done several different cycles with different plants. I'm still figuring it out. But uh, at that point, um, I, I don't know. I do use uh, microbes and I uh, do use fresh worm castings. Worm, I have my own worm bin. So, I mean, I do have biology in my soil. So if that's what you consider living, yes. I do, do you ever top water? Soil. Yeah, I mean, if I do a uh, top dressing, I usually uh, top water at least one time. At least one. Uh, 
Yeah, and recharge our feed with uh, in the into the sip, so that would go down. Oh, okay. Okay. Or over top, either either way, it just depends on what I feel like doing that day. Um, and then as far as I always keep the soil covered, so I'll have uh, some kind of a mulch. And I like straw. I ran out of it, and I'm just too lazy to get more. So I've been just chopping up my stuffs my sticks at the end of a harvest and uh, using them as a mulch layer. And I think that's it. So, I mean, I don't know if you consider that a living soil. Yeah, no, whatever, but that's what I'm doing. It's all organic. Right. Shout out for Girl AC, he just jumps in chat there. Dude, we've had all the flavors dude stop by. Dasmus was here, we got Bergoli here, we got Yeti yeah, here. Yeti on board, yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's that heavy hitting flavors on uh, Sunday night here. Um, I was going to say, Spartan, we are doing something similar where we're doing the no-till in the 45-gallon pots. So, like, where we cut down Mac 1, we put some autoflower seeds in the pots without uh, doing anything with the pots, really. So, uh, no. So, we're going to – and it's cool to see the stump, like, you know, being broken down in various ways, capillary action and all of that stuff alongside the sprouts of the autos that we're going to run in the winter time. So uh, I was curious if anybody had any experience growing any plants outdoors in the winter time, or if we're uh, alone in our adventures, or if anyone in the chat has grown in a greenhouse outdoors. I think it's just gonna be a struggle with humidity being low, maybe, because the humidity is gonna be crazy low on the outside, but I don't know with the inside being warm drinking so much you you might have a problem with high humidity on the inside and like so you'll be exhausting a lot of air to, to reduce the humidity but at the same time struggling with heat because you're exhausting the air so i think that's going to be kind of your biggest hurdle to try to overcome yeah so I, I, that's already something that we deal with almost every day is dealing with uh humidity and then uh so there's actually a way to um, do it both in the morning and in the nighttime to cycle your fans to remove the humidity and then reheat the room. It actually only costs a few pennies per cycle to do the heat cycles, um, especially nice. as good as our heater is. Um, so I think that there's a way to do it. I just wish that there was a way to do it better with like a controller. Um, but I don't know of a controller that's that good at stuff. Um, I've done a lot of research, but um, haven't come across one yet. If anyone knows of any really, really, really good controllers, that would really help us out. But uh, yeah, all it does is you just turn on all your exhaust fans so you have intake, and you pull all that dry air into your greenhouse, which vents all your humidity, and then you close it up and then heat the greenhouse again. And then the humidity will spike back up as it pulls all the humidity off of the plants real quick. And then you can cycle it again. And then after you do that one more time or two more times, it'll normalize and then it will stop being uh, so high. So it really works really well and it doesn't cost it very much money to do. Um, but it's hard to do it without a controller. So without a controller to do it, you have to control all of the various things by hand. So if you plugged the exhaust or intake, you don't have an exhaust fan, you have exhaust vents, right? Yeah, so there's three exhaust fans. Two of them are on an ink bird, and one of them is ran to like the same thermostat that the heater is set up to. 
and then I say just run your intake bands on uh, one of those temp. You know, once once it gets to this, instead of temperature, I mean humidity. I'm sorry. Once it gets to this humidity, turn on one of those. Things. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Plugs into the plug, and you plug it into that, and you just turn a dial to what humidity you want it to trigger. The problem is, is you can't run exhaust fans without opening the intake louvers and the intake louvers are tied to the heater's uh, thermostat. Oh, okay. There's no way to trigger the intake louvers with- Off of humidity. Right. You basically need to add a intake for it, like a, a whole separate setup specifically for that. Oh, like a bigger, yeah, like a couple intake fans, yeah, separate intakes, intake, yeah. just that. Or maybe we set up something wrong, you know, but we're trying to figure it out. But yeah, the uh, the cycling of the air does work. We do it. So like in the morning when it's really humid in the greenhouse, we can go in there and flip all the exhaust fans on. You can draw the humidity out and watch the dew come off the walls. And then just, uh, then just close it back up and then the heat just heats the air back up. So it works really, really well. But it'd be nice to be able to do it just automated. But you don't want to run your exhaust with your heater on you know, it's kind of counterproductive. And then you could always just seal it up and fucking run that heater at fucking 95 degrees or hotter and keep it there. And you're not going yeah, to, you it might out. find that the heat you're throwing off is so dry that it dissipates any of that humidity. The only problem with doing it <laughs> is it sucks to work in there. Yeah. We put it at 95 degrees for a few days when we first got the heater just to see if we could basically. And we definitely held just fine. Right. Um, Something that was interesting to note was we turned off the inflation fan for one night and left the heater on, set it like 95, and the heater ran all night at like 100% full throttle capacity and couldn't raise the heat to 95 degrees. But with the inflation fans on, it can raise it well over 95 degrees, so it works really, really well, the inflation. Uh, that extra work with worth yeah, the extra works work, awesome. man. Yeah, the, uh, Digital D is asking if you could use actuators on the louvers. The louvers have linear actuator motors on them, but they're tied to the thermostat that's tied to the heater and the main exhaust. So there's like one, there's like a primary exhaust and then there's a secondary exhaust. We had it set up so that if the temperature got to say like 80 degrees, you would only have so many CFM of exhaust air. And then if it got hotter, we would have more fans turn on to like further remove air. So then it was really energy efficient to get rid of air all summer or whatever, um, which worked really, really well. But now because we have like extra controllers, I guess, um, you gotta fight it all when you're trying to do something like this, when you add in more shit. It's all the yeah. kinks you gotta work out, you know, it's, it's just cool. the first season, it's gonna we'll get there. Yeah. The trendsetters. If anybody needs any consult help on this stuff, hit me up in the DM. You know, if we did a sequence shirt, I think that's what should Have be on the back. Five dollar bills ready. Uh, <laughs> that, the back of a sequence shirt should say, "I don't know. We'll figure it out." We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Easy. There's another Confucius skill boast that quotable quote. <laughs> Uh, Medical Monday's podcast says, I heard people are having problems with switching over to LED from bulbs. 
I'd say it was from the heat, from the lights, etc., that have changed and they need to compensate with a dehumidifier. Uh, no, we haven't discussed that before. Mondays. Typically, the thing is they're used to HPS lights putting off a bunch of heat in their room. So they're not accustomed to the LED plants needing a higher room temperature to accommodate the leaves getting the same leaf temperature. I don't know if I explained that a very good way, but... Um, get a kind of crack at it. So what you got to worry about is it doesn't change no matter what light. It doesn't matter. Just think about this, take the light out of it, the leaf surface temperature. So what we're talking about is the temperature at the top of the canopy. If you put like a- Take a little gun. Break, uh, yeah. Well, I got one. I can no, actually show you. I can show you the damn thing. It's you know, one of these things, 20 bucks or so I at a hardware store. You know, just scan, get an average temperature at the top of the canopy. What you're shooting for, like the perfect is like an 82 degrees, right? Now, each light, depending on what it is, an HPS light, for example, it puts off a lot of radiant heat and it heats up the top of the plant. Um, so when you put that gun on there, if you even though you're uh, you know you're not under the light, so you're in the room, you think it feels cooler, and it, your temperature gauge might even say it's cooler. But you take this gauge and you and you get the temperature of what the is under that light, and it's a lot warmer because that HPS technology is not as efficient as LED, for example, and so it loses a lot of that efficiency to heat puts off that heat onto the plant. So then you switch, people are switching to the newer technology from the HPS to the LED and they're running their rooms at the same temperatures, not realizing that this LED is not losing a bunch of efficiency to heat loss. It's not putting a lot of heat on that plant. So when you take this thing and you compare the room temperature to the temperature at the top of the lease, it's not that big of a difference anymore. And sometimes it's even cooler. So to compensate for that, light not heating up the plant you got to heat up that plant with the temperature of the room so you got to run it at a warmer temperature to get to that 82 degrees on top of your plant very good job spartan that's what i was trying to say before those dabs <laughs> he's the smart one man he, he makes it all make sense for everybody else yeah it's yeah, just all about that surface temperature and vpd so if you look up vpd charts even if you can't hit 82 degrees, let's say whatever, for whatever reason, your controls tell you you can hit 76, you can find a humidity that'll work for 76 degrees and uh, make it work for your plants. Yeah, like a lot of times that means adding humidity to the room is what I've noticed. Uh, talking about adding heat, Red and Sequence both use a particular type of heater in their grow rooms that is safe and doesn't have like an LED doesn't light. Have that light. Yep. Yeah. Can you mention again what those are called and where we can find them? Because it's coming up on that season, guys. We've got to start thinking about switching over from cooling to heating. So, so I use the, the radiant heat heaters, like the oil-filled ones, the stand-up ones. Um, they look like the old wall heaters that people had when they were kids, um, the gas ones. But... Uh, I will warn you, if you try to sit on them and take a selfie with your grow, you'll break all of the wheels off. Because I, I did that. And burn your oh, testicles. No, testicles are fine. But the wheels are definitely broken off. <laughs> Safety. Fight. I hang mine from my ceiling. I chain it. Idea. The, top, the top is identical to the bottom, and the wheels are just basically bracketed to the bottom. Uh, and it sits on the ground, so I just keep it a good 24 inches or so from the ceiling. If you do that, be careful on the newer ones. Some of them have these anti-tip mechanisms to make sure that thing is disabled somehow. 
or it'll just shut off if you turn it upside down. No, you don't turn it upside down. You hang it from the from the top bracket. Oh, you hang it from the actual. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Is it cover over top of the actual? You can't flip it. It's got the antenna tip. Is that thing eat up like a million watts to run? Oh, it's like fifteen hundred watts. Fifteen hundred. The uh, one I have has settings. three different settings. They have three settings, so you can go five hundred or a thousand. Yeah, get one that's analog because um, if you, I, I keep mine on a independent controller, so I can keep a uh, thermostat um, probe out in my canopy, and then have also keep it on a photo cell, and then I can keep different temperatures in day and night cycle. Um, you know, it'll it'll heat up a little bit more at nighttime than it will during the daytime because I have HPS uh, double ended HPS, so they're doing a lot of the heating work in my room. So I turn my heater down during the day and then uh, turn it up at night. What controller do you do you use? Pro to do tips, that? right? I use a Centennial controller. Uh, the model number off the top of my head, I'm not sure. It's, it's okay. We can Google it from there. Centennial. I feel like a ten foot, like ten or fifteen foot uh, whip on it. It's really nice. I wish that a company would just go crazy one time, one time, and put like a thirty foot cord on the. The damn thing. Or the potential to use <laughs> one, you know what I mean? You know, just one time. Yeah, man. Think about the people. Yeah, for a humidifier. Like, fuck, I got six feet to work with here. Yeah, yeah that's hard. You to put your controller out of the way. Like, damn you it. Up three feet already. Yeah, man. Grower oh, troubles. Trail, Grower troubles. Yeah, it goes over my aisleway, so it's already eating up like three feet of the space on the whip. So annoying. <laughs> I guess a better dab. You're going to do this time. You got any of that for Growly? Or is that long since gone and just put a faint oh, memory in a jar, jar sniff? Yeah, for Growly stuff doesn't matter. I'll dab this Tropicana cookies. I have resin from Dab Smith's though. So what was your take on that green joint that you smoked earlier? It was good. Good? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the buzz. I've been smoking too much different stuff, like usual. Yeah, you got to play that first yeah. one of the day, man. You That's kind of what I was talking about. With, like the photogenic part was like, because the buzz part. I mean, I'm just gonna just smoke more anyway. Either way, so, you know, the potency isn't as relevant to me because I'm the grower, and I'm not purchasing it. So, that's very nice. That it gets rough when you just want it to your... taste like I like it, you know. So that's the important thing. And I just uh, dried up some Abominable Titans by Bread by 42. It was a freebie seed. Man, oh man, this stuff. It puts it on you. <laughs> it is heavy hitting. Really heavy. Are you allowed to talk about what strains you have at work? Uh, there's a lot right now, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're searching. So I, I gotta be, gotta be cautious of what I say. Did they, um, can you say, um, if they had a good meeting or anything about a meeting that they had with, uh, the visitor they had, I don't know if I want to mention it, the breeder or uh, can't say anything there either. I wish you would have showed up pre-show. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had, you did. <laughs> yeah. Let's show. just leave it there. I'll talk to you later, Spartan. No, it didn't go good. That's a deal. That's a deal. You know, some things don't change. 
you know how like back in the day before all this shit became medical and legal, it was always waiting on somebody else for something like, oh, this is going to come through. So ain't shit changed. 2020 is still the same. It is. Yeah, man. Finger Lakes is like sequence forgot that Trop cookies cut. He'll never let me forget. I'm sh- I've got a sneaky suspicion he'll see me again. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what do you guys think of this about Trop cookies? Like, is it that purple rosin every once in a while? And why is this like the unicorn that everybody chases? <laughs> I've never had purple rosin. I've had purple hash, but I haven't had it pressed purple before. Yeah, same. I've got purple hash quite a few times, but yeah, for some reason, it always presses out wand. I wonder what it is. Such a buzzkill. The unicorn. You're always holding your breath when you're getting ready. Did to you ever try pressing any of the girls gone wild? I haven't. That mm, one's super yeah. purple. Red, have to get him a batch to wash, Red. Uh, Red, don't you have uh, plates? Yeah, and I have a whole Girls Gone Wild plant, and I had a real hard time oh, yeah. scoping it too. I almost I couldn't even scope it because the glands were, were the glands were purple. It was I couldn't scope. It. I was like, what the fuck am I looking? For? That was my experience. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Outdoors, it's like, how do you know when they're done? Like all yeah. the trikes are purple. Like there's no way. Yeah, my friend there. was like, these are like way way overripe in trichomes if I've ever seen them, and then I scoped them, and they're just like blood red like almost like crazy oh, purple i've never seen that before so it's on tropicana it's eye appealing I, I like it you know i mean it, i love the girls gone wild it's got a great fragrance i can almost not even smoke it because it kind of boosts my anxiety it's really heady um i could probably smoke it now i'm in a pretty good headspace uh probably should great stuff i have some coming down to celebrate um i'm gonna have to wash some and see what happens and then press it. Do it. I agree. Hold with on. I might have someone in front of me. Talking about the effect is very important to me. It is. You know what I mean? I, I'm a grower. I can smoke as much as I want to, but I don't always want to sit down and smoke, you know, two or three joints like that. Sometimes I just want to be able to whack myself in the center of the forehead and just get it over with. Well, that's when you're not recreationally anymore. You're more medicinal. And, uh, right, I think right. even uh, Medical Mondays brought it up earlier in the chat. You know, it's, it could look like dog shit. Who cares? If it gives me the effect I'm looking for at that time, that's what I want. And, you know, each strain can be a little tool in your toolbox. You know what I mean? You could, if you get to know them well enough, yeah. they do something different for you. Maybe one will give you energy and one will put you to sleep or one is Absolutely. good for this pain or one's for that pain. So it's, it's great to just uh, classify them like that. The dabs are for knocking you in the head, though, Scobo. Yes. You know, I bought a, uh, what did I buy today for this? I bought a Luca Seahorse. You guys are Dude, those are badass. Yeah. yeah, I just bought this today. Those are little nectar collectors. Hell yeah. yeah. Right on. Man. So cool. it's, it's like USB chargeable and shit, and it's got like a quartz tip on it. Uh, you could also use 510 thread if you want to. Nice red. We got GDP on the left, and that is. No? Was that the GG? Girls 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 Wild. Okay. She's purple, folks. It's purple hash. I'm curious what it would look like pressed. Not necessarily that hash, but like bubble hash. Curious. Curious. 
When you run that yeah, bubble, Brad, is... does the water turn a little purple too? Oh, this is dry sift. This isn't bubble. Oh, so I was going to say, I, I I thought I'd heard that when you run bubble, you lose the purple in the water, but you're doing dry yeah, sift. I've seen it in the water. Yeah, definitely. yeah. A lot of the purple comes out of the water. Definitely. I think Grand Data Purple will keep its purple shimmer. You know? So if you could press dry sift, maybe you could get a purple rosin. That's what I'm, that's what I don't like. But I'm not a they, huge fan of bubble, man. I'm honestly. Maybe the purple's in the wax. That could be the that could be the thing. Balls in the wax and the lipids. That would make sense because it would get stuck in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. When you press it, it gets left behind. Totally. I, I don't. I've seen it done a couple times. Though. This I just because this is. I've seen it done, but I almost really think old. that they're like making it happen some way. You know what I mean? So to make it happen, you have to use a bigger micron, extra pressure, or something like that. This is use really big micron, so you're not really filtering anything. <laughs> press it. <laughs> <laughs> don't even use a bag no, squish it everywhere yeah, just, yeah just just fucking put it in like just take a, like an actual coffee filter and just wad it up and <laughs> smash that bitch <laughs> yeah yeah I have this Tropicana I grew like just to smoke because that's like some of my favorite smoke but then like seeing how purple this plant got I'm like man if I ever had a shot at purple rosin this might be it and I'm like torn, like which way to go with it. So or I just have that plan. I would do at least a little portion. Just try try to do a little dry sift with it. Maybe when you trim it up, use that trim tray dry sift or something. Yeah. Just, just try to press that and see if it retains any. It wouldn't take a lot. And, and then just see if you could uh, retain any of that purple right there. That'd be a quick test. Yeah. But Sounds did, like I'll be able really to get to play with it in all different states. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you totally reminded me. Sequences talking in the chat with Medical Mondays with that grape stomper. And I do remember we did smoke that with Michigan Works. Yeah, man. Oh, did, dude. It was really good, too. Good. Um, yeah, it was. All the flour I've ever had from those guys, I don't know if they're, I don't know how big their grow is, like if they're caregiver little guys or whatever, but uh, they knew it's what was been up. good. Their it's jars are nice. Good. This is cool. Uh, Medical Mondays is saying that, uh, let me see, you guys ever see Michigan Works Grape Stomper, the live hash rosin? It's dark purple, live hash rosin. So it would be fresh, fresh. Yeah, fresh, fresh, so bubble, but I haven't had the, the wax, just the flower. <clears throat> but I was very impressed by their flower. Very impressed. Lots of terps. That's where uh, I can also remember I got that eighth of ice cream cake off of Dabsmith, too. I thought that it was really cool that their lids had their labels on the top. And then on the inside of the label, it told you what it was. So I had the strain name and everything on the inside of the lid. And I've never seen that before. I thought that was pretty unique. That's cool. <laughs> John Jonah Jameson is killing me in chat. He says to get the purple rosin, you just use an IG filter. <laughs> With sparkles. Oh, yeah. Damn Damn it. It. <laughs> that shit the bitch the jar up, though. Uh, I just want to say cheers. We got 180 people chilling with us. You guys in chat are what makes the show for us. So, other than that, we're just a bunch of people up here smoking and chilling. You know what? I'm going to smoke some Central Cool Living. Let's get it up. I think that Skillbuy has a little fucking collection every string has ever got. 
He really doesn't, man. He's so I don't. Wild. I don't. I don't have a, a, like some the of cannabis hoarder. You need to make a <laughs> list one day of how many different strains of like flower and wax you've got. Like an inventory inventory list. I got like two nugs of this. Right. That's all right. I wish. And I, I have some good. of your flour. I wish I was that disciplined. I, I smoke all your guys's flour. No, I, I smoked it all. I did, Dan, I got the crescendo, uh, both the foxtail and the other one off of you. Man, I smoked I just both those and enjoyed them. Yeah. The last time. too old, I'll just want to smoke something more fresh. The yeah, last time that I got crescendo off a of sequence, he gave it to me in this little fucking cool like jam jar, you know, one of the, the Mason ones. And I still open that motherfucker up, and it still smells like gas. And that was <laughs> fucking months ago. There's nothing in the Crazy jar. Just like, dude, it smells so, so big. It's cut me in or cut it out. You know, that's my dude, line. You got to see it out, so outdoors, Gilmo. You got to see it outdoors. It's oh, fine. the last time I, dude, I haven't seen the greenhouse in like two fucking months, man. So, dude, teachers, I know they just don't do it justice. Crescendo really put out. Really, really big nugs. Yeah, it does. I'm gonna go grab mine. Yeah, <laughs> talk you right into it. I'm go grab mine. I'll show you. He says. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, see, out of Dan's, I really like the uh, foxtail one that he had, and I know Tara liked that one more too. But I'm not sure which one he had eventually keeping. So, let's see when he comes back, whether it's the foxtail or not. Stone Trout said he wanted to put his crescendo up against mine. I told him that mine will be his any day. So <laughs> that happy just means you guys got to meet up and smoke one. Happy to do so. That's a fucking smart thing to say because that way you you know even if yeah you lose, either way you match you either way he's taking me out yeah. 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 yeah yeah either way man it's, it's cool but uh, crescendo <laughs> very resistant to bugs PM all that stuff. Oh, he wasn't joking. He's actually going to get in the plant. Hell yeah. I told you she's hanging. Holy smokes. Dude, she fucking chunky, boy. So mine's like double that size, buds. Yeah, this is it, door. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I need you to get Mondays back up again, bro. I gotta gotta get out there and fucking. Monday, I can't. Oh, those are goodies. Sticky. Uh, yeah. The, the good ones. The, the That's the fruity phenol. The citral glue while we're talking about this. I love this in the morning. Um, I feel like this one just has like a lot of the glue effects for me. It just comes over nice, easy rush. It's definitely nice. I got the FSO kicking in now, so I'm just going to leave this bowl alone for a while. <laughs> we harvested back up off of it. So I'm melting into this chair right now. We harvested citrus Blue Outdoor, the greenhouse, uh, yesterday. And I'm like, can't wait to see what the yield number is on that one. That was probably the biggest plant so far. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah man. You had yeah. some monsters that, up there. That uh, wasn't uh, some storm, garlic storm. Yeah, garlic that storm. That was the biggest one when I was there last time. We took down a garlic storm one uh, yesterday as well. Yeah. The GMO's looking good in there still. The GMO's still green. It'd be so it's cool to see if you go. can take it full term or even longer. Why the, why the hell not, you know? <laughs> we'll take it full term. Or even take her in partial harvest. Take the top third. You know what I mean? Then I don't have enough auto flower seeds to... 
just kick it out randomly, so I might as well. Uh... <laughs> but I'm going to throw autos through... and clones in there and just see what happens. I'll have to go through my stash. I'm sure I've got some autos. I think I got auto purple Michael Dot for sure. And I'd love to see what you guys can do with that out there because that thing. Sure. But it's red. It's reg, so you're gonna have to sort through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have two packs of those too. I think. I, got Dude, I don't know. Auto if, I, Larry OG or Lemon OG. Oh, got me on Both the first. Had me, my, had me in the first half. Sorry, yeah, sorry. definitely had me in the first <laughs> half. But sorry, it was Lemon, Lemon OG, OG. Right? not Larry OG. Hey, oh. I got some have. autos I can kick you. Would like to see them grow out. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. If you guys are going to have an open tent at the time, but uh, if you were to get a mail, I might think about uh, if I were you throwing a mail out, you know, dragging a fucking couple pots of uh, into a tent with a mail and getting a couple plants worth of seeds, and then you'd have a shit ton of seeds that you could fuck around with. Would they be autos? Yeah, because you got autos and autos, I would imagine that there'd be a really high chance that all the prodigy would be auto also. Oh, yeah, with auto females. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about just getting some rag autos of something really nice and then just breeding them, selfing them all or whatever. Even if you just have one really nice plant, the other one could be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just hey, roll the dice, man. Half of them are going to be good. I tell you what, that anvil you grew was something I've never seen before. I mean, that was Pretty cool. Dark nugs. The maze that we grew was really purple too, but not quite as purple. That was just almost black. Yeah, anvil was really, really dark. That was like Photoshop uh, stuff. Yeah, I mean, you had person. couldn't help but looking at it in the jar. I had a ninja fruit that was like that. I had, you know, a couple that were purple, and then I had one that was a black one like that. It's just so beautiful. And then you really hope, man, I hope when I cut this and it dries that it still retains this look and yep, it does. I remember That's always looking at like seed catalogs, looking at black buds being like, I want to grow that. And then yeah, I finally like grew one and I was like, sweet, hairs. that's cool. It's just as cool as I imagined it would be. And it tastes weird, you know? Spartan, you're muted. FSO. Now you're muted on Zoom. <laughs> I think you were yeah. muted on your mic before. Spacebar got him. At the, yeah, one is mic and one is Zoom. You need to break the bong back out and start taking no, some. No, you got to get back in there. The, the FSO has got him by the ass, folks. You got to hit the bong again, Spartan. <laughs> he gave up. He's out of here. <laughs> there he is. You're back. Oh, we can hear you. You're just Baby, come back. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got you. We got you. Oh, okay, you okay, turn okay. it turn it off and turn it back on again. No, I'm kidding. Blow on it. All good. All good. Turn the video off, even. <laughs> but you're getting abducted, bro. I don't know what I was going to say now. I forgot what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I did, too. Damn Oops. aliens fucking with our show. This, this Something is about autoflower breeding. Yes. Auto and auto fire. You said it could be halfway fire. We were going to find fire anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'd just throw that shit together and get your own fucking seeds is what I was thinking. That's all. Yeah. That's what I was just saying what I would do. That's all. You have a company that you like to go to to get uh, regular auto flower beans? I met, uh, so I got mine from um, Morningstar Seed Company. Okay. We got those from Mandalorian. They were pretty Mandalorian. Good. Okay. 
for rags. A lot of people can't find regular auto flowers, so they, it is pretty cool to be able to grow them out. You get the opportunity to do what we're talking about and breed them. What are you and Fresh Cut looking at for next run? Uh, I have Ethos Autos from the um, the Multi Pass. I also have Mephisto Autos, uh, Creme de la Chem, which used to be the highest THC testing auto flower. I don't know if it is still, but um, the test is 27% for some people. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we have some other Mephisto uh, autos in there, some forum stomper crosses and some uh, something else. I can't remember. 24 carat, maybe? No, we don't have the 24 carat. I didn't get that. I could have, but I didn't want to take all the terrace seeds from her. Next time I come over, remind me to. I think I have some other ones too that I got from the Durham for 20 guys. They sent me a bunch of auto flower seeds too. So I'll go through there now, grab one. What's interesting? Dude, what oh, yeah, kind of seed this. bank does Spartan have? He's always just probably things about. He's probably got like a walk-in. Got all the best friends, dude. Yeah. yeah, I mean for sure. You know he's got it. Well, that's where the garlic storm came from, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a bank though. It's it's just a fridge, a mini fridge for now. Thank you. <laughs> so now. we're gonna put we're putting two autos in each of our pots, each of the forty fives, and we're gonna grow them in there. Just run it. Be great. Yeah, it should work out really well. When do you plan on starting those? Already. So the plants that have been harvested have auto flowers already popped, and they're like this tall. Awesome. You're still just doing the same thing with the recharge and the Netafim sprayers. and So that's there's... complicated. We haven't added any recharge yet because we still have plants on the same water loops. We could hand water and recharge, which is an option. I think maybe we should do um, or top dress it. I don't know if that's a thing. See, I'm not worthless. Uh, what I would do is I would, top sure. dress, I would top dress malted barley. And then I would mix recharging with some water and water that in, that bar, malted barley in. Those enzymes go in. Right. And that's yeah. how I do it. I was talking about getting some malted barley today. Actually. Because that just helped break down all that leaf material and all that stuff at the top, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's really cool when you, uh, when you dig around in it and see how much of it's composted already. And then the different yeah, we were, compost. That was super cool just sitting there. We were nerding out on the soil, sitting there digging in there and seeing all the little different. Uh, Spartan's like, this is a rove beetle. This is a this. Yeah. This is a this. <laughs> wow, there's so much stuff in here. It was fucking, it was awesome. I want to see how long we can keep an ecosystem alive, you know, maybe forever in a heated greenhouse, right? Um, if they don't die off in the wintertime, that would be really cool. Low down. The only thing you start to wonder about is, will the soil underneath those 45s be the temperature that it is outside or the temperature on the inside or somewhere in between? And will that have any effect on the plant's growth during the I winter I think cycle? deep enough down, it'll get cold, but I think the roots would avoid that part. You know. So I think that uh, the way that they've done it, they did a really good job, either knowingly or unknowingly, to insulate that uh, below them with all that sand. So that's sand below them. So that's not going to really be, uh, it's going to be a heat sink. It's going to hold on to it like a battery. And uh, on top of that sand, they have that covered. And so then they have 
fabric pots sit on top of that. So that fabric pot is all exposed to the outside ambient air. So I think yeah, they couldn't have, they right couldn't there. have done any they couldn't have done anything different to to mitigate the cold. I think they did everything they could, either knowingly or not. As far as that goes, I don't think I can't think of a better way other than doing like a uh, geothermal kind of a thing or something. You know, right. yeah. it's basically designed that way on purpose. We've got between three and five inches of sand everywhere underneath that landscape fabric, and then we have the fabric down and then the pots. I think definitely the plants have rooted through the pots and into the sand, which is cool because you know the roots are cruising through the sand. It's so much a while to go. Well, yeah, and adding stability to the greenhouse, the foundation doesn't wash away. I would hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it'll work really, really well. That was the plan um, was to help insulate the roots as much as we could because we wanted to do it year round. And uh, like I said, the blower really, really works a lot. And it'll help shed snow off of it too. I immediately so, had to take my sweatshirt off and I was cold. It was like immediately right. I take my sweatshirt off when I walked in there, it was so warm. I was like, holy cow, you weren't joking. And the heater doesn't kick on during the day unless it's really cloudy. Even if it's like 40 degrees out, the heater doesn't kick on during the day. Now what kind of heats uh, it up that uh, much? What kind of fuel source is that? It's propane. So the greenhouse has its own propane tank. We're real bougie. Okay. <laughs> Fancy. They better deliver some propane. <laughs> pretty soon, pretty soon. Yeah, we'll be, be running out don't, soon. Don't be running that shit at 95, right? Uh, we did run it at 95, some. You know, we had some snafus when we first put the heater in, so we used some extra propane for sure. Well, it's nice if you don't have to get it filled all the time. You know what I mean? If you have a big enough tank that you don't have to fuck around with it. You know. Yeah, and I mean the propane cost is very small when you consider like the overhead of doing say an, a whole indoor grow still. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, even if you looked at if we even refilled it month or weekly, it would be cheaper than doing an indoor grow of the same size. So I'm most excited to see what kind of plant is going to be growing in there. In, I'm say, interested January. in January. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I wonder if like there's going to be enough light. Be, Will right. it be big enough? Is it, and it's, we know that it'll flower because obviously the light cycle is, but it's kind of like, is it going to be a T5's growth? Is it going to be a double right. ends growth? What yeah, are we exactly. looking at here? Hopefully pretty good. Like it's going to be the best. It's going to be the best. You're going to like it better than the summer, but just like in our when's indoors your rows, when's your best, when's the best fucking harvest? Always in the wintertime. I hope you're right. Be, but you got less light cycle. Right, so the auto flowers. Yeah, but I think that's one of the that's one of our, the. Okay, you know how you say the beginner's biggest, the beginner grower's biggest mistake is like watering, usually either over or underwatering. I think your intermediate to advanced grower's bigger mistake, biggest mistake is over lighting. I think people think that they need the plants yeah, need way more light than what they really need. So I don't know. I think you're going to be surprised. You're gonna be surprised. I, I, I dial up my lights. Like I don't blast them with 100% intensity as soon as they hit bloom. Like they don't get 100% intensity until they're a couple of weeks into bloom. And same with senescing off. Like I dial it back. Outside, I'm in that canopy of sunflowers, and the plants look great. And the colas are rock hard, you know. Um, and they're in the shade. Like they're in sunflower canopy. Giving me hope, Brad. Oh, yeah, oh, man. dude, tons of hope, man. I mean, as long as you get a little bit of. <laughs> sunlight i mean you're golden yeah and then we want to run some experiments where we put out like 
clone sized photo period plants in like January. What see do. what happens. Yeah. See if they get to be four feet tall or three feet tall. What or, if they were all the size of the anvil? You know, right. If they're all the size of the anvil and you pull off, say, two to four ounces of plant. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If they put off as much as photo or as much as autos and then we don't have to buy any of the seeds. Totally good. Yeah, you could almost just like use the greenhouse as like your flower room and just uh, veg right. inside, veg them yeah. to size, the and then just plug away in the greenhouse as your yeah, flower. This, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying on that for sure. That's yeah, what I was kind of suggesting yeah. at the what we're trimming over there. I was like, man, you could just use that as a giant flower room. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. And sorry, yeah, that indirect sunlight is still, I feel like, just as good as like indoor conditions. The only thing is like the like I feel like sometimes during the winter we only have like six hours of sunlight or something stupid. Like yeah, right. you might need to add some yeah. but I, some I also supplemental feel like light. This I also feel like when we get that first snow that sticks and stays for the whole winter, it's like magnified fucking light because it reflects like a motherfucker. Never really dark. It, it, oh, yeah. It's like every winter that's the thing I remember. It's just so fucking bright every day. <laughs> you go out and it like blinds you, it's so bright. Yeah. But yeah, I bet just having a couple of Gavitas up top, like even if they aren't like adding yeah. too much light, just keeping the cycle going just to supplement a little bit. So like when it gets but I guess that's gonna light up that whole greenhouse, you know. <laughs> Might not necessarily right. be a good look. Yeah. Right, that's been my concern. Yeah. It's like Flash as soon as people see bottom. lights there, they're like, Oh, I know what's going on. Yeah, there. it's like a stadium Somebody pretty sent much. Me pictures of row after row after row after row of greenhouse that was just lit up like some kind of X-Files movie and shit, you know, like the alien hangers and stuff. So they're right. out there. Crazy. Some people just don't give a fuck. There's a big tomato operation like that yeah. around. Big tomato operation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at the blooms on those tomatoes. Exactly. Well, it's 1101, guys. Appreciate all the advice and the the well wishes for the winter photo period grow. <laughs> I'm going to do a test at scale and we'll see how it goes. We'll probably put like 15 or 20 clones out there and see what the hell happens of varying sizes. I've got some big plants. I've got some little ones. So we will see. Uh, we'll skip going around the horn. I think everybody knows who everybody is. It's already over time. We'll say thank you to the panel for joining us. I appreciate you guys donating two hours of your time to educate the masses on what you know how to do, whether that's extraction, synthetic growing, uh, whatever it is. We really, really appreciate you for sharing that knowledge here. Thank you to the chat. We appreciate you for being here. Please come back next week, nine o'clock, Sunday. We do it every week. Skobo, do you have anything you want to add? Come back through Monday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the late slash me, Red, and Alien, Baby Spartan, if he's still up. Other than that, be safe, have fun, and start your week off right with a great wake and bake yourself in the morning. Thank you, guys. Love. Appreciate you.